0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films, every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In director Nafisa oskar Lorentz latest film, Seron Atesh, Sex, Revolution, and Islam, we follow the work of Seran Atesh, a Turkish-German lawyer, feminist, and one of the first female imams in Europe fighting for a sexual revolution within Islam. In return, she has been shot, received fatwas, and death threats, and now she has to live under constant police protection. The film, again, is called Seyran Atesh: Sex, Revolution, and Islam, and we're joined today by the director, Nafisa Oskar-Lorentins. Fisa, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much for hosting me. It's a great pleasure.
0: Thoroughly enjoyed this documentary film. First of all, it introduces me to Siron and her work and the kind of people that she has surrounded herself with and it is all positive. It's all very forward thinking, humanitarian. And just getting to know her has been a real joy. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got to know her.
1: Of course. Actually, my mother introduced me her because after 9-11, I have decided to make documentary films about Islam and gender. So my first documentary was in this topic about Islam and homosexuality. It's called uh, Gender Me. And then I did the second one about Islam and uh, feminism. It's called A Balloon for Allah. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I did Man-Islam, which is the third one in the theology about Islam and masculinity. So I read about female imams in China. They had a long tradition, like 300 years they had female imams in China. I was very interested And at that time, I heard about some other female imams like Amina Wadud in the States and many others kind of, you know, coming to our lives. And it was just fantastic. So I was thinking like making a new film about female leaders, female imams. So I I was planning to interview many female imams and make them meet. So that was like my intention. So my mother gave me an article from New York Times. And in this article, it was about Sarah Natesh whom I didn't know her. I mean, whom I didn't know. And so it was about her mosque in Berlin and her all-inclusive mosque. So I was so fascinated. I I wrote her a long, long, long letter and saying that I would like to meet her. And then when I met her, uh, when I saw her space, it was just like, really, I felt like this woman uh, and what she's doing, uh, all the works that I have done before, it's just like in her mosque, in her mission. So I changed my mind making a general film about female imams, and I decided to make a portrait about her. So it's thanks to my mom.
0: <laughs> it's a great story. How would you describe her to someone who's, who's never met her?
1: I call her horizontal leader or horizontal imam because the way she is leading and the way she is, in a way, establishing an environment uh, around her is very horizontal. It's not not a vertical based on power structures. So she's very inclusive. She's including all the others in her congregation. I see like female leadership as a horizontal leadership. You you just kind of say, welcome everyone type of thing. And i feel like the patriarchal way of leading, it doesn't mean that, I mean, many women can also lead in a patriarchal way. It is very vertical. It's just like based on like, I mean, how can I climb up, up, up? And that's the reason when I have really discovered her horizontal qualities so I asked her, I said, is it possible that I can interview you when you are, you know, in nature and kind of, you know, laying down and talking to yourself. So I just wanted that her story will be kind of in treatment with herself and mm-hmm. with the mother nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is the reason I did that location. Very, It's kind of my point of view, how I see mm-hmm. her. And on the other hand, when we see Seyran with her policemen and bodyguards, like there are many men and women around her, so she's not really, you feel like she's uh, she's kind of untouchable, unreachable because of all this police protection. Also gives a kind of distance to the audience, and it's very easy that we can uh, mystify her instead of making her near to us. Mm. So that is the reason I, I did this type of, decisions when I was uh, building her character in the film.
0: I think for people who are raised in a particular religious tradition, part of the process of living life, at least it has been for me, is you you have to unlearn a lot of things that you were taught very early in life and became sort of foundational for you as a person. And that's the thing that really impresses me about Seran is that she seems to have also taken that journey herself in the sense that while she hasn't lost sight of kind of the, the basic moral compass that that I think religion does give us a framework for. I don't know that it always does a very good job of fulfilling that, but nonetheless, it gives us a framework. And it feels like for her, she's done a wonderful job of unlearning or relearning it in a way that is more of a modern take. I don't even know if that's a fair way to put it, but certainly more inclusive, I think, as you said, and more horizontal, seeing the mm-hmm. big picture, seeing the yeah. horizon, literally is what that means, being able to look at the horizon yeah. of humanity and being able to say, this is just doesn't fit with, doesn't, uh, this particular point of view of restriction and uh, narrowing of our focus on certain things that are doesn't make sense. And that, I guess, it's I'm, I'm so a long way of saying, she, that's what I feel like with her. She has unlearned mm-hmm. and relearned in mm-hmm. many ways the the real lessons of life.
1: I think that's a fabulous way of uh, reading the film. Uh, actually, the film uh, is about how we can unlearn and relearn. Yeah. Uh, so it's a portrait film, but at the same times, I uh, at the same time I just I was like thinking I need to create a story structure which. Can give a mirroring to the audience, so the audience also can see the voyage that Sayram has taken, yeah. because she had to unlearn and yeah. relearn and yeah. unlearn and relearn, <laughs> and uh, and she's very. I I feel like she is very sincere the mm-hmm. way she is telling this story. If she doesn't, if she criticizes for One Piece, she doesn't. Uh, try to bring so many other adjectives. She's like talking about this one piece and that is sexuality within our religion. (laughs) And it's also, I mean, like she's she's very good in sorting things out. And I think some of the problems in our very political correct life that we are very afraid of asking questions and we are very afraid of sorting sorting things out (laughs) because when you just ask a question and suddenly you can feel yourself in a very dangerous room (laughs) she she really dares to ask questions and uh, i i just i hope i managed to bring this quality of hers in on the screen
0: you did and and i I, there's another thing and i I don't want to overlook or or not talk about the specter of violence that seems to hang over her life and her kind of her ability to navigate that, and you mentioned the police protection that she has. It looks like everywhere she goes, she's got some measure of protection. This is something about. I wouldn't say it's just it's only about Islam, but there does seem to be kind of a hyper vigilance, a hyper a, a tendency to to be violent to people who violate what certain people see as um, heretical Mm -hmm. instead of trying to engage in a conversation or a dialogue about it. That is a real, that's something that's like I said, it's not just Islam, but it does certainly feel like uh, there's a, there's a heightened sense of this specter hanging over her life. Mm -hmm. I want to be fair and, and tell me if I'm overstating it, but am I wrong to, to be overly I, I, concerned about this or
1: no absolutely not I mean she is definitely I mean it's not like she decided to be protected it is the German state which protects her they are all policemen uh so they are they are they are protecting her because otherwise we cannot have democracy I mean if many people like her, I mean, many people are afraid to say their meanings for several reasons, because of violence around them. So, if if all of us are afraid, how can we really establish democracy? How can we establish freedom of speech? In that sense, we need Sayram, and we need many people like Sayram. Right.
0: There is something about religion and sexuality, and you know, Islam has no monopoly on wanting to control people's sexual lives, almost without exception, there is a component part of sort of a guidebook as to how you're supposed to behave or how you're supposed to perform or how you're supposed to uh, view sexuality. It is something that goes to the core of control and also women in -hmm. the place of women in in our society, in our lives. The idea that women are empowered in any way should not be seen as a threat. It should be celebrated. But nonetheless, all around the world, the thought of women being in control of their own bodies and their own control (laughs) of their own destinies seems to uh, uh, sort of engender a a specter of violence that will come along with anyone who challenges this. And I, she is a great example of that. I mean, there are many, (laughs) many, many, many others that you could bring to the conversation. And it just seems so Mm -hmm. depressing, especially in 2021, when we're approaching a point in human history where we need to cooperate more than ever before, that we still are dealing with these kinds of things.
1: Absolutely. And then we also deal with these kinds of things all around the world. I mean, if you just look at how it is in Poland, how it is in Hungary, how it is in your country, uh, in the States, and... uh, and, uh, Recently, I was uh, screening the film in a festival called Herdocs in Warsaw, in Poland. Uh, I was together with uh, Sevan's uh, nephew Tugat, so uh, we had like very long question and answer, like eighty minutes. We were really talking with the audience, and most of the people in the audience they were, they had Catholic background. And they were saying that oh God I mean finally we really have this film that we can show this film and we can talk about our problems, so I think what we really need in our kind of global world, sometimes it is very difficult to talk about your problems in your Community, but if you talk about the others problems, so it is easier, so this is like what the audience uh, in a way uh, telling us because they they have found so many similarities with the, the, you know, Seyran story and, you know, actually what is happening in Poland. I mean, just imagine there are certain cities in Poland. They don't want to have homosexuals. (laughs) We are 2021. I mean, we are not living in the 1800s, right? So these type of things, like sometimes it is difficult. Like I can imagine it is difficult for some, Uh, Islamic societies to talk about Islam. Like maybe it's very difficult to show this film in a very conservative area, but maybe it is easier to show a film about Catholic problems. So in that sense, I think we need each other so we can share uh, or borrow (laughs) our stories to each other in order to fix our stories in the uh, environments that we are living in. So in that sense, uh, and also I would like to share that to you, Netherlands embassy, the film uh, was screened in a festival which is called Movies That Matter in uh-huh. Netherlands. Uh-huh. Uh, so they have uh, selected some films and our film is one of them, which means that the film will be screened in 85 different embassies, column embassies. All around the, these countries. So in December they are going to screen the film in uh, Baghdad and in also in Ramallah uh, in Singapore in Vietnam in uh, Czechia uh, and so on and so on and they are also now texting the film with the subtitles that the yeah the, the country, country is talking. So in that sense uh, I think our message is really taken. Uh, So uh, the decision makers really, they realized that, okay, we have to do something, we have to just bring this information to different parts of the world. So the film has been screened in many, many different uh, festivals, but it's also a great opportunity for us to screen the film in like, not in a festival, maybe the festivals cannot choose the film in some countries, who they might think it might be difficult because of the topic it's a controversial topic but the uh, Netherlands uh, embassy yeah. is going to screen it for some scholars and for press or the people who are interested so i think yeah. it's in a way you know there are so many platforms and i really believe that it's now now is the time that we we don't we we need to do something it's just yeah. like we don't have the luxury of like being depressed or being kind of uh, you know searching it's just like we have to do something i think it is, it is the time
0: yeah i agree with you i want to remind our listeners we're speaking with ifisa oskal Lorenzen, and we're talking about the film Seron atish sex revolution and islam and will be available coming up soon be looking for it on the usual suspects the amazon primes the apple and all those platforms so it'll be out soon so let people know that it will be available you're also part of integralfilm.com to people want to find out more about your work uh i-n-t-e-g-r-a-l film integralfilm.com where your work is available as well including some of the films that you mentioned earlier gender me a balloon for allah and man islam of your previous work and it's all in this area we we talked a little bit earlier about it it's in this area of gender equity, civil rights, human rights. It's all those things that are a part of this film. And I love the fact that she was willing and able and eager to go to places around the world, literally to talk with women imams and watching the ones who are in, I believe it was in China, watching the, 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 uh, on the computer, watching the, the same sex marriage ceremony, their their reaction is just like, is, is unfathomably different than I believe it would have been male imams watching the same video in the sense it was a certain curiosity, something they'd never seen before, but they didn't react in a way that would in any way lead you to believe that they were going to take out some sort of violent behavior on, on those people. They were more fascinated and inquisitive about it than they were anything else. And I, it's just I, it's a gender thing. I don't know exactly a cultural thing, but just watching them gives me hope.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Even I mean, they yes, but yeah. they they do not agree. But they watch.
0: Yes. Yes. They watch. They're willing yeah, to yeah. at least yeah. begin a conversation about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. The willingness
0: to engage. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's the best you can do, to, at least to start with, and it's a good start. It's a mm-hmm. good place to begin. Seron's ability and her aptitude to want to go there and to talk to people and engage them is yes. such a terrific part of her.
1: And we also screened the film uh, actually two times in China, but not in a festival. The German embassy and Goethe Institute, they also worked together at Norwegian embassy and they screened the film to the press in Beijing. And just two days ago, we also screened the film in Guangzhou. South China uh, Mm -hmm. and it was so amazing to meet the audience live, Seyran and I, we were there, (laughs) not in person, but digital. So it was so great to really talk to young people and uh, we had very interesting questions. So I hope uh, we can also travel to China again and screen the film. I hope it will happen, but we have also had some problems also there.
0: This is a rocky road. This is a winding road. You're on, and as well as saran is on, uh, but nonetheless, one that it thankfully she has embarked on it. And I, I think that it's time for religious traditions to recognize the world as it is and to embrace it, and to and to be a leading light to lead to an to an enlightened um, world, uh, because. Again, I'll say this again. I in the history of humanity, we are really truly at, at a point where cooperation will be the only way we're going to survive these next hundred years or so. And I mm-hmm. and I I'd rather think that we're on that path rather than somewhere else. So um, thank you so much for your work. Thank and you. thank you. Thank you so much for the conversation. I, mean, I want to remind our listeners, we've speaking with Nefisa Oskel Lorentzen. And the film is called Seyran Atesh, Sex, Revolution, and Islam. And I encourage you to be looking for it. It will be out soon enough on a platform near you and uh, available. And you can also go to integralfilm.com to find out more about Nafisha's and others. Um, mm-hmm. Your your producing partner, uh, Jorgen, um, yes. as well. And there's a lot of great stuff on there. So check it out. Thank you so very much for spending some time. Thank
1: with you so much. Thank you.